Now, when you're going to press a shirt uh-huh. like this, yeah, yeah, you want to get the wrinkles out, sure. but you don't want to make the shirt look pressed. Right, right. That's kind of tricky, uh-huh. but that's, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and that's yes. why I am the best there is. <laughs> yes, you are. Now, you want a combination of heat and steam. Okay. And then you press the sleeves mm. just like so. Yeah, you, you make it look so easy. Iron Man. You use firm parallel strokes. Will not be presented at this time. Now remember, this is different than when you're pressing linen, sure. for example. Sure, sure. Yeah. In order to bring you the following special podcast. Okay, now you'll notice I burned several holes in this shirt. Yes. But that yes. was intentional. Oh. Because it's a Swiss shirt. I understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. (laughs) Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and time. Lisa, this song might have the longest intro uh, ever. It probably doesn't, but it's a vocal, but yet it goes on for over a minute and a half like this, setting up the vocal by a guy who just checked out uh, named Timmy Thomas. And I forgot to look up how old he was, but this was his only hit, but it was very intriguing song. I, I think it might be one of your favorites. It's called Why Can't We Live Together? Yes. Which wasn't about moving in with it. No, you know, exactly. A woman. Exactly. It, you, it's so. It's such a mood. I love this song because it's just moody and uh, just, it, it just, it just kind of, there's a lot of weight to it. I don't know how else to say it, but at first blush, you think he's sort of pining for this, you know, why can't we live together? And it has nothing to do with that. It is about getting along as people. Exactly. Kind of an people. anthem for the times. It, 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 absolutely. And, um, uh, and he was 77, by the way. Oh, thank you. When was this a hit? Do you remember? Uh, this was... You have that uh, in front of you? This hit ha- uh, was back in 1972. Okay, wait, here it comes. That's uh, that's yeah. Timmy doing the vocals. I like the the uh, the drum beat and the the, mm-hmm. the stabs of organ music. It's just yep, cool. Yeah, it's a cool. Yeah, song. it's a great song. Thanks for playing this song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Might play more of it at the end of the podcast. But this is the beginning of the podcast, as you know. And I know I, I put a, a new rule together a couple of podcasts ago. We're not going to open in a lugubrious, mournful fashion telling you about people that have shuffled off this mortal coil. But I have to mm-hmm. mention, uh, I have to mention one because this just happened even today as we're recording this. Yes. A guy named Taylor Hawkins, who was the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Died. We don't know what of. He was found in his hotel room. He's 50 years 50 old. 50 years old. And he was in Colombia. And they now are kind of thinking, and there's nothing set in stone that it might be drug related. Yeah, we're talking Colombia, South America, by the way, where they yeah, were about to, about, about to do a performance. Obviously, that got canceled. And uh, that's, a tough, that's a tough loss for sure. He was a pretty charismatic yeah. guy. 
And then a, a guy that I got to know a bit, he was a very, very nice man, a local man in Seattle. He was a walking encyclopedia of all things NFL. This guy knew everything. Dallas in the next two weeks has to see if they can get a deal done with Dak Prescott or franchise him. And of course, they can't offer uh, Dak Prescott in return uh, anyway soon. And then of course, you know, Chicago might be able to do something, but here's the other problem. And it's a way that Russell Wilson's contract is structured. John Clayton was his name. He was 67 years old, lived in Seattle. My son and I had him on our TV show a couple of times. He was one of those guys God, we, we need, we need, can you come on? Can you, can, can we ask you to do something for us? He always said yes. He was a very nice guy, very humorous guy. Well, do, you, do you ever find time to eat? Uh, you know, I do. I mean, but I usually have a San Francisco 49ers sandwich between reports. <laughs> wait, 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 I know, hang on. I think we're all a little confused. What's in a 49ers sandwich? Mostly turkey. And he was a really big deal on ESPN for years and years until mm. they, they purged much of the air staff some years ago. But John Clayton uh, started in newspapers. He worked at the Tacoma News Tribune, and he met his wife there, who was uh, a write, write, wrote about bowling, of all things. Her name's oh. Pat. Pat uh, contracted multiple sclerosis. So when you would visit John... Uh, he was always devoted to her, even though he had to travel a lot. He always had made sure there was someone there to take care of her. And they had a nice condo down right just about throwing distance from the Seahawks facility. And he put an elevator in a condo, which is kind of unusual, to accommodate her wheelchair. Oh, that's nice. Just a, just a devoted husband and a wonderful man and uh, just mm. a real blow to people because uh, he was much liked in the sports community. John mm. Clayton, 67. So, okay, that's the, all the bad news. How are you doing? Okay, wait, I have one more piece of bad news. Oh, boy. I got, I got put in Twitter jail. I got suspended from Twitter last week. You mean uh, like our former president? I mean... The president who was no, che he cheated was... out of his rightful election? You mean that guy? <laughs> yes, that guy. Yeah, the one that, yeah, is, uh, yeah. He, no, he, he's been banned from, he can never be on Twitter. I just got put in Twitter timeout. <laughs> oh, you're like in a hockey game. You're, you're yeah, serving out in, your penalty. I was put, don't you want to know why? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> For uh, let me see if I can guess. Okay, let me see okay. If I can guess. Okay. <laughs> um... Is it anything to do with politics? Um, not directly. Oh. No, I would say no. No, it, there's no, it has nothing to do with, uh, n not a, like a particular politician or something. Yeah. You mean? No. I mean, I, no. I thought it might have something to do with the Supreme Court uh, no. he hearings for the uh, the would-be Justice Jackson. Justice, yeah. Justice. Uh, Jackson, yeah. but aren't not they, that. Aren't they being? Aren't they being kind to her? They're being so fair oh, and kind God. to her. Oh man. Yeah. No. To... So no. Not. It wasn't. Uh, not. Not directly politically, but you'll you'll see what I mean in a minute. Okay. Here. Well, so you, keep going. Uh, you just you better tell. Well, I don't know. What do I? What do I? All, what do I usually just lose my shit about? Oh, oh my God! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what do okay. I usually? That was a that, that was a very unfair, broad question. <laughs> Can you bring that set of encyclopedias in here, please? 
I know. Um, Why am I so angry? I'm like well, extremely uh, annoying people. I it's 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 got to be about a people or person in particular. No, I mean you don't get mad. No, at it is plan. not about it is not about a person or a people. It is about an issue. Oh, oh, hmm. masks. No. Oh. But you're you're getting there. Uh, vaccine, the vaccination. No, 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 no. It had nothing to do with COVID. I I, I give up. I don't know. Okay, so I <laughs> I was put in Twitter timeout for as they said the Twitter sheriff said to me for inciting violence. <laughs> Okay, enough. So the way I incited, the way I incited violence was, and I, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm ashamed to even say I don't remember what the original post was. I don't remember who posted it. I have it it. right here in front of me. I would like to bitch, bitch slap Lindsey Graham. Here it is. Yeah, that you can't like threaten people. Like you can't say that or you'll be put in Twitter. But that wasn't it. So the post had something to do with guns. And again, it was a it was a law that wasn't passed or something that was banned or wasn't banned. Who knows? All I know is that I had a martini. And decided to get on. Reply to the post in my sarcastic fashion that said, Yay, more guns. Let's just kill everybody. Yes, kill all the children. Now, when you say kill all the children on Twitter, yeah, yeah. they they do not like that at all. I get it. You know what? I get it. I do. Yeah. This is why I don't do Twitter and I don't like doing texts for the most part. Right, because, because there's, there's no there's, sarcasm font. No, there's no font. There's no no nuance. <laughs> there's no, uh, you know, they, they can't see a raised eyebrow. They can't, uh, you know, see a wink. I mean, it. Correct. They're just words and open to anybody's interpretation. And very true. Yeah, I get it. I get why they. So it, yeah. So I the next day I got up and I found the email that said, uh, "Yeah, Miss Foster, you've been banned from. Uh, you've been put in Twitter timeout." For a week, I wow. a week. I couldn't go on Twitter for a week for inciting violence. I still have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna print it out and frame that's a, that's it. That's frameable. I, yeah, you bet. I know, right? So well, I, yeah, uh, you got to watch yourself. Like yeah. I, um, you can't say things like you want to smack Lindsey Graham on. We can say it on this podcast all we want. Nobody's gonna ban us here. But yeah, you can't say things like I want to smack him on the forehead. That is threatening. I'm Which, is, in a way, is kind of nice to know that that platform does sort of have a, you know, you can't just, it's not like the wild, wild west for the most part um, well, on Twitter. Well, it's like, it, and it harkens back to this issue with Spotify and uh, Joe, Joe Rogan and all yes. of that. I mean, yes. these are, the, the, the Spotify, as near as I can tell, the Spotify people, it's a platform for podcasts. And, uh, and they, they seem to take the attitude, well, you know, it's just like we, we just the platform. We don't have any editorial say so on what what kinds of things he can talk the about. Content, right? But that's that to me is a cheap out. You know, I mean, you're making money yeah, but hand over Spotify, fist on this guy. True, that's what it's that's really true. about. Well, it is true. I mean, he was a huge, huge moneymaker for them. But didn't he apologize in a sort of a half-assed way? Like, yeah, for... I heard the apology. Hello, friends. Um. I'm making this video to talk about the most 
regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. At least he did, but it wasn't uh, that Sorry. Uh, Sorry impressive. for being a dick. Yeah, it was something like 18, that. Sorry for being a racist dick 18,000 times. Yeah. But, I, it, okay. you know, I listen to a you. lot of uh, podcasts, as I suppose you do, too. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm just not there. There are no clear rules on this stuff uh, of what you can say. Uh, certainly language. Anything goes. Uh, some of the podcasts I've heard. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we are free to do that here. I don't choose to very often, but that is more like the wild, wild west. It's it is a media outlet, but it's not treated as like one. Right. Well, Spotify is for music as well, which is why, um, what was his name? Who pulled all his music off of Spotify? It was Neil Young. He just didn't want to be on a platform sharing his music and art um, on a platform that was sharing mis misinformation is really, really the, the crux of it. I think and in, in terms of sheer numbers, um, while Neil Young is immensely popular, it, 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 his, you know, his numbers are dwarfed by Joe Rogan, for example. He's just got exactly millions of people. So. That's not going to hurt Spotify so much, but I think some other musicians have also jumped into the fray, and if that Correct. continues, yeah. that could hurt Spotify. So anyway, uh, I'm um I'm I'm back on. It was only for a week, so well, I'm so, trying not to. I'm trying so very hard on, not to incite violence. <laughs> okay, you're kind of on parole on this particular <laughs> exactly. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you, oh, you I have felt a safe so haven shame. here. Thank hey, you. um, I was watching last night. By the way, I uh. While you were out of town, I was in town. I came up and had a little simple surgery done. You were uh, here in Seattle while I, went, I was gone? I went to Tacoma, specifically. Oh, yeah. Pat. Yeah, well, you weren't here. I mean, you know, so. What uh, you did you what surgery did you uh, I'd rather not go into it, um, but. Uh, but on, you have to tell me. I'll well, know when I see you next time. I'll yeah. be able to see exactly if, what you If got you saw me right now, you'd know. Especially if I, I didn't have any pants on. No, I'm kidding about that. <laughs> no, it, it is facial. It is facial. But um, that wasn't the point. Tail, it was that when we were driving back, going down the freeway, uh, we saw a spectacular case of road rage going on. Oh, I, really? I, I look over my shoulder and I, I think, why that guy's going awful fast for towing another car behind himself. He wasn't towing another car. This car was sitting almost literally sitting on his bumper. Oh, and my God. I mean, it was just harrowing. I and mean, they were changing lanes, and one guy had followed the other. And uh, it, it was uh, it's insanity, man. And I think, where are the cops when you want them? Mister, no. why am I talking? Why do I sound like Pat Buttram right now? I 
I don't know. It's like they say, learning to like wallpaper is like pushing a purple straw hat through a keyhole. I, you know, I have to tell you, and I think I've told you this before, and I'm, I'm very ashamed of it, that my, pay, I, I feel like I'm just on the edge, and I don't get out and drive much. But like you said, I was out of town and just driving back from the airport. I just, I wanted to murder everybody on the freeway. I just wanted to murder them all. And that's why to- you're in Twitter jail right now. <laughs> But yeah, for not inciting violence, for wanting need, to perform either, violence. You know, you need either some good counsel or some good weed. Well, I have both. I just had my therapist appointment this morning. Is your is your therapist your drug dealer? And I'm still mad. <laughs> I need, and I have martinis and pot brownies and a therapist, and I'm still just so mad. I'm yeah, just, I'm just. I was just wondering if other people feel just sort of this sort of like, do you just feel like you're just going to like burst one of these days? I feel like we've had so much to bear over the past, not only couple years, but few years, the last few years have just seemed unrelentless. Like it's just one thing after another. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us are feeling that if there's anything good to come out of the horrors of, um, the Ukraine situation, yeah. the war, it's that we're seeing we're seeing what we always like to think we're all about in this country, which is people who can marshal together to defend their country, their cause, their democracy. Right. Uh, I think there's a level of, of um, inspiration to that that might be mitigating things a little bit right now. I mean, if you're mm. if you focus on it, I, maybe I'm just being a misty eyed yeah, romantic. You have. Yeah, you have to find something positive. It's just horrifying <clears throat> that you can just be minding your own business and then somebody else decides to alter your life or take it from you. That yeah. That's why I'm so mad at, yeah. at everything, I think. It, it's just, it's infuriating and it's a helpless feeling. And I well, try not to even, I feel terrible. I try not to even watch stories about the Ukraine right now. I just don't feel like I can bear it. I just well, can't. There's not a lot of good news there, that's for sure. But as we were uh, seeing this road rage incident take place, I noticed that these guys were also sandwiched right between two large trucks. And, oh, my uh, God. And, uh, and I just had read an article about, you know, we had that big trucking rebellion last month. I think it was last month. I think it's still going on. I think there's a few... Diehard convoyers that are still parading around going, hey, where is everybody? Come on. We said we were going to do this. Yeah. Well, and, and I wondered, and I think a lot of people, are, what are you so mad about? Why? What's mm. going on with that? Uh, and then I read this article about how long haul truckers have, have reached the snapping point. They, like you, I guess, they, yeah. they've, they've just had, and this business of, of being mandated to get vaccinated was like the straw that broke their back. It turns out, and I didn't know this about truckers, and I don't know what you would, have you ever thought about what you would do for a living if you didn't 
do what you're doing now. For me, well, you know, I, I look, be a trucker. Well, that's what I wanted to be. I had this oh, you rom- did? I had this romantic idea that wouldn't it be cool to be a trucker? Drive- I never knew this. Yeah, I thought it would be cool. I, I don't know. No if wonder been... you like all those trucking songs. I've... You mean like this one? I got a cute little gal in every eastern town from Boston to St. Louis. There's some that I don't even know, but I'm looking forward to cause I like my women everywhere I go. So roll on big wheels, don't you roll so slow. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that is why. But there's there's a there's a romance to it that I always thought that'd be kind of cool. You know, you get behind the wheel, you head out on the road, you You see the country. and you got your, what would your handle be? Because you'd have your, uh, you know what I mean? What's that? Um, that yeah, yeah. Like your CB radio. The CB yeah. radio. Yeah, I'm a kiss stealing, a wheeling dealing, a drug driving son of a gun. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to work on a handle before I'd even, even start yeah. it. But this, uh, the, the thing is, and this is what I'm getting to, is that these long haul truckers, 91% of them, t- from statistics from 2019, I think, 91% of them have quit uh, during that year. That means ni- 91 out of 100 truckers have walked wow. away from the why? job. And I wanted to know why. And so there's a number of things, but it turns out long-haul truckers are some of the most closely monitored workers in the world. Uh, they've got cameras and sensors on their trucks. Uh, really? The brakes, uh, even the driver's eye movements are being monitored. These guys, like one, there, there's a story about one guy who was forced to sleep overnight in his truck in freezing temperatures, and that's because the automated system made sure that his engine was turned off at night, and so he couldn't even run his heater. And then the company said, "Well, we're sorry, there's no way we can override the system." And so they're wow. monitored every movement. If they they could catch you looking at your phone, even if it's just to change your podcast, you know, wow. they, they'll they'll cite you for that. And basically, you're working by yourself, you know. So yeah. you're you're alone, and you and many of them don't get paid. Uh, you know, they only get paid by the mile. So if they're broken down, or mm-hmm. you know, they have to spend the nights, they're not getting, they're not making money. So they're losing money. Mm-hmm. So there's there's every incentive for them to never stop. Keep rolling. Keep moving. Right. Keep so, get another load. Keep going. And so they're they, some of these guys are working eighty to one hundred hour weeks, and yeah. so they're and they're you know treated like they're some kind of criminal because they're they're watching everything that they do. It's a supremely dangerous job as well. Uh, they say like ten uh, percent of all fatal crashes in the country are from they involve a truck. I know. I hate extent. being, I do not like driving on freeways with trucks. I just, no. they it, scare me. I just feel like they, I feel like they, the lanes aren't big enough for them. We need lanes twice the size they are for the trucks. It's funny you'd yeah. say that because it occurred to me. And I said this to my wife when we were driving, she had to drive by the way, because I, little surgery. And, but I, I said, you know what? It just occurs to me. It's insane what we do in this world mm-hmm. where we are hurtling along at mm-hmm. 70 miles an hour inches mm-hmm. away from each other side by side by side and uh, people changing lanes suddenly hitting their brakes 
swerving over here on their phone a sandwich i mean talk oh, about yeah. a recipe for almost certain catastrophe at some point yeah, exactly uh, makes me want to crawl in back into my house and curl up in a ball and say i'm not going out anymore you anyway, really this... do realize that you're at everybody else's mercy for keeping their act together. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it's astonishing how much we really do rely on everybody else to kind of keep it together. This is exactly why I don't want to live in an apartment building. I just always thought if, you know, one, you know, moron falls asleep with a smoking a cigarette while he's, you know, in bed, we're, we're all toast. Yeah. I just, I don't, sure. I don't like being at the mercy of other people. Well, you can't live by yourself on the planet. I mean, we have. Yes, I can. We have to. Yes, live. I can. <laughs> yes, I can. So, if everybody in the world suddenly disappeared, yes, and only you was left. Were left. I would feel much safer. Would you be? Ha- how long would you be happy? Ten minutes? Oh, you maybe ten minutes, and then I would call you and go, Pat. Are you, what are you, Pat? Are you doing? I'm gone. I'm gone. We're all oh. gone. Remember, everybody in the world is gone. It's just you now. Through. So maybe it sounded. Just, it sounded what if appealing. it was just you and George Clooney left? <laughs> Would that be okay with you? Yeah, but he'd probably start annoying me too after about <laughs> ten minutes. So. Anyway, I thought that was. Uh, it's just yeah, basically really truckers are fatigued, literally fatigued, and their yeah. work conditions are horrible, and they're way vastly underpaid. And you know, it used to be a nice job. They say back in the old days, before there was trucking deregulation, that uh, they belonged mm-hmm. to unions. They got, you know, they worked forty-hour weeks. Uh, they didn't have to do, didn't have to operate the way they do today. And right. they've had it, and they were mad, and this, and then, and then they're telling them, yeah, and you also need to get a vaccine shot. I mean, you and I agree that's something everybody should do, but it was right. like the, like I said, the straw that broke the camel's back for these guys, and that is what their big protest was about. A lot of issues. Uh, I wonder why they were mandated to get the vaccine because they don't work in an off. They aren't working around other people. Well, I guess when you unload your stuff, you are uh, at some point. You know, you can't, you you've got to get out you, and interact with other people. Unloader. Sometimes they the have driver. to be. Oh, really? Yeah. If they show up and nobody is there to help unload, or there's only one person there, like I said, they're they are under enormous pressure to get that mm-hmm. crap out of the. Oh yeah, out of the right. truck and move on to the Get next job. The road, yeah. yeah, or they're not getting yeah. paid. So. Yeah, Do you I, want to be a trucker now? No, not now, not now. I just want to listen to trucking songs like this one. I had a sweet little honey 
just two six packs away. Explains everything. I had no idea you wanted to be a truck. What else did you want to be? You are so funny. You have a lot of things that you bring up to me that I never knew about you. Well, I'd like to be a professional baseball player, but um, you know, there's things that I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not suited to do, and trucking is probably one of them. You know, I just, I probably would be terrible at it. First of all, I have a lot of trouble, as you know, concentrating on things. I'm always thinking about right. other things, and yes. I, I, I don't, may not have the focus I need. Plus, you're talking about 18 wheels. One of those babies, you know it'd be an inside wheel that'd blow up, and then I have oh, to pull over God, and change the tire. Yeah. No, I, I'm not oh. cut out for it. No, I don't. I don't think you. I. I think there is a lot of things you can do, but from where I'm sitting, I don't think that you're yeah. suitable yeah. for being a trucker. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want anything I was delivering. It'd all be broken. <laughs> but it it does speak to this idea that you you need to know what your limits are, and but not be, you know, be held back by what you perceive to be your limits. I wanted to ask you this last week. If you ever in one of your jobs had to take uh, a personality test, uh, I think they call them Enneagram personality tests. Yes, uh, I have a, had to do that. Have you done it? Okay. So, there, isn't oh, there the I. Briggs? The, yes, the My, Briggs. Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've taken that. Okay, and so. What's, so what's your question? Well, I just, I'm interested in how it turned out for you. Um, the one I took. This Enneagram one uh, has categories uh, like reformer, or you are a helper, or are you achiever, an artist, a thinker, a loyalist, an enthusiast, a mediator, like a peacemaker. And so if people don't know, they you, you take this written test and you answer all these questions. If someone came up to you and told you that they were having an affair with your boss, what would you say, you know, and, and given your answers on these various kinds of questions, they try to zero in on what kind of personality you have. The idea, I guess, would be that, well, this guy's better suited to be, I don't know, mm -hmm. working in the mailroom than he, than he is uh, working in, in the accounting department or whatever, I suppose. Exactly. I I have a huge problem with these tests. I feel like oh, me they are there's no science behind them. There's like it's like just, you know, you might as well just take a cosmopolitan magazine test and yeah. I, I just think they're they're silly and I also feel like it depends on my day, um, too, uh, on how I I do I do not operate by a strict black and white. I always do this, I always do that. There are so many variables in how um, I approach things or even change my opinion from day to day about something. So I think they're, they're, they're just ridiculous. And I don't like being, um, put into a category. And I had a company that, you know, did all these Brig Myers on us and, or Meyer, whatever they are, Briggs Meyer. And, and, and he would say in our meetings, he goes, well, you know, we're, we're all type, whatever they are. I'm just throwing a thing out. We're all type ends here on this. So it's, you know, we don't pay attention to detail much. And I'm like, I pay attention to detail all the time. That's my jam. I am very detail oriented. I'm the one that catches everything. So right there, the fact that my Briggs Meyer said that that's not one of my strengths, it's ridiculous. It's, well, it's silly well, to me. Yeah. And, and, and you wonder, well, what's the it's point of accurate. these? It's, what's the it's point just, of this test? Is it like, yeah. let's say you're the CEO of a company 
and then you take this test and it says, well, you know, actually you're kind of a helper. You're kind of more right. of a helper. You're not really a leader. A leader, so, yeah. So let's exactly. take you out of the CEO position and put you in the, the lunchroom making waffles. What do you say? <laughs> I mean, I never yeah. knew what the point of this test. I could see maybe taking the test before you ever go to work for a company. But once you're there, what are they yeah. trying to achieve? But I, I do for- think some of them. I do think some of them do make people, the uh, applicants, take these tests to see where they w- would would fit best. So this is part of the hiring process. Um, has been sort of a trend over the years for these companies to um, get you to take these tests to figure out if you'd be a good fit for the sales team or a good fit for the yeah, yeah exactly what you just said. In other words, what's your personality? When Madame Pompadour was on a ballroom floor, said all the gentlemen, obviously, the Madame has the cutest personality or even have a modicum of intelligence you would know how to shape this test result to your advantage exactly you, yeah, you, might, exactly. you might answer questions uh, the way you don't really feel but uh, this is what I know they want to hear for the job that I'm seeking and therefore I'll, I'll say it this way so anyway this Myers-Briggs one that we took years ago with this company that I was with mm-hmm. the, the company had a big retreat it was up on Orcas Island at a Ooh, resort lovely. there called Rosario. Yeah, that's I mean, a great place. I've been there. It's kind of funky. It's kind of kind of old-fashioned, really. Mm-hmm. So they brought everybody from, you know, the, the, this was at a TV station. So they brought everybody mm-hmm. from the news director to the assistant news director. Uh, maybe a couple of the news anchors came. Um, that's How many first, people were there? I would say eh, 40 to 50. Oh, that's, that's a big retreat. It's a, a big of chunk of, of this, of the staff. And this came on the heels of a station uh, that uh, station had been dominant in TV news in the local market for years and years. And then something happened The the lead in, in other words, the show that precedes the five o'clock news uh, got, got robbed away by another station. So suddenly the station that had been dominating the news, all of a sudden their news numbers just fell off the table. And then, and then they're, they're trying to say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We got we to gotta find some uh, leadership here. We got to find a new direction. I know. Let's call in a consultant. So they bring uh. in this, so they bring in this Myers-Briggs consultant. Everybody uh, that's going to this retreat has to take this test. Oh and this God, case, this whole thing just sounds awful to me. Oh, but keep yeah. going. So you, Ugh. so they, in this case, they had four quadrants that you could fall into. Right, exactly. You would be, you would be considered a driver. In other words, you're a player. You're, you're a driver. You're forceful. You're going to mm-hmm. be the CEO. That's then, considered a D, a D personality. Mm-hmm. Then there's the analytical type, who's more of an expert type. I could see the head of the accounting department, for example, being yes. analytical or something like that. Right, right. Then there's a category called expressive, which is people, you know, those people that are always talking, they're enthusiastic. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we try this? Hey, come <laughs> on, everybody. Let's put on a show. Kind of like that kind of person. Very expressive. And okay. then 
The fourth category was amiable. It's like, well, you seem sensitive to other people's feelings, authentic, kind of a kind of a wimp maybe, but uh, you know, amiable. So guess what? <laughs> guess what Pat fell into? I don't know. What did you Of the 50 or 60 people that came to this, there were four amiables. And I was one of them. A good friend of mine was another. I could see that. The guy in the sales department was was one. And then the the secretary to the station manager was an amiable as well. So. Oh, they they identified? They they revealed all the. Yeah, they revealed it all. So then. So then this guy, this, you know, this counselor guy gets up there and blabs on and on about what this all what means. What it all means. And yeah. then everybody, like all the drivers, they go off someplace and get together, all the analytical. And then it, so we all break into four different groups. And then we're supposed to come back the next day and give a presentation. So... So, so I remember the first one came back, the analyticals, I think, came back, and it was very well thought out. They had a pie chart. They showed a certain percentage of this and that, and it was very cerebral and all of that. Uh, when it's time for our presentation, the amiables, <laughs> we, we get up, and we have a pie chart, and I literally had gone into the kitchen at Rosario and glued a pie to the easel and and, point, and pointing out the different sections of the pie oh but we God, also so but to lead off to begin the count you know the the, the consultant says all right go ahead uh, amiables uh, go right ahead uh, whoever wants to begin i go oh, to my God. friend i go uh you know you should start you should probably start no 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 you're better you should start no, no, oh, no, you should have, by, by all means, please go first. No, 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 you should do it. So the and curse can, of the amiables. Yeah. And you can see <laughs> this consultant is getting more and more pissed because he, oh, we seem to be making fun of his whole thing, the process, right. the silliness, which we were, by the way. Of course. We it's thought it was so stupid. silly. Yeah. <gasps> and he was taking himself really, really seriously. Oh, he was he? very unhappy with us. Very oh, unhappy. Oh, boy. But we didn't care. We were getting laughs, so so we yeah, didn't. See, yeah. that's all that matters. I, I think we were we were being stand-ins for what I think most everybody else in the room was thinking. It was a worthless exercise, right? In my opinion, yeah, just my opinion. But I just thought this station—I don't know what they must have paid to do all of this stuff—and it was just a oh, total waste of time. It really was. I know. There's a, a really good article. I read uh, Psychology Today is one of my favorite magazines. I would I, if I, I could get... read. I don't get the magazine much anymore because I used to just buy it at the airport. I would, didn't subscribe to it, but um, occasionally I'll, I, I, I actually follow them on Twitter when I'm not banned. And then I, yeah. they've got very interesting articles. And there's an article I just pulled up while you were talking that talks about uh, the Briggs, uh, Myers-Briggs test is no, they say it's no less valid or reliable than any other personality tests. Yeah, flipping um, it's a coin. A, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a good article if you want to check it out. It's a psychologytoday.com. Yeah, so, but, Last thing um, I wanted yeah, to bring I, up, uh, oh, by the way, it's, so you can look at Twitter, you just can't participate in it right now. Oh, right? I'm back. I got out of, t- I got out oh, of jail. I'm back. Oh, good. All right. This okay. happened a week, I hope two that weeks taught ago. you a lesson. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I will not say kill all the children ever again on Twitter because you just can't some say of that. Them. Just some of the yeah. children. Just some of them. Hey, as we're recording this, and, and uh, they're pretty much writing an epitaph for the Oscars and for um, movie award shows in general. I but know. I, but I, but, and Adam, we don't know how it all turned out. But last night, I know one of the nominees was Licorice Pizza. And uh, my wife and I watched it last night. Did you like it? It's really different, and it's cute, and it's okay. It's hard to categorize it. It's kind of a coming it. of age movie in a way, but and and the uh, the main characters are not, you know, glamorous looking. Uh, the the male lead. Wait, is in, isn't Bradley Cooper in it? Yeah, Bradley Cooper's in it, but he he plays um, so he plays John Peters. You know who John Peters was. He was married to Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand right? Yeah, and it's, he was a big music producer, wasn't he? Something well, he like was actually a hairstylist. Then he became oh, a movie producer. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Well, thanks, that's right. Thanks to Barbara's uh, patronage, but uh, so he, yeah, he's in it. There's some people that you'd recognize in it. But... Well, he's pretty glamorous. What do you mean? He's Bradley Cooper is like delicious. What do oh. you mean? There's no glamorous people in this movie. Well, he's he's not a central character, and the central oh. characters. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but but they are not the kind of people you'd normally say, oh, yeah, I've seen him in a million things. Mm-hmm. The the young man who's the star, it's the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman, oh, the, yeah. the late Philip Seymour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he doesn't seem like an actor. He's great. He's really good. And the female lead is a girl that's part of a, of a music band called Hyam. H-A-I-M, and that's her oh, last yeah, name. yeah, I have some of their music. Yeah, she, that's a great, that's a great she, band. She it's plays an all-girl band. Yeah, all-girl band. Her sisters are in it, and they're also playing small parts in the movie. But the reason I brought is, it her up. Her name is Alana. Yes. And yeah. Cooper she's, is Cooper Hoffman. She's a revelation. She's fantastic. I, I really okay. like it. But part of, part of the movie is that... that um, uh, well, part of, the, part of what I loved about the movie, I think it might have started with the movie The Big Chill, where they started playing, rather than doing an original soundtrack, they started yes. pulling music from other places, right. hit songs from elsewhere. And yep. uh, this movie, Licorice Pizza, was full of that stuff. But well, this, I, doesn't it take place in the 70s? So I bet yeah. the soundtrack is yeah. 70s, 80s. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they played uh, a couple of songs. Well, one song. Like, do you remember Clarence Carter? No. This was his hit, Slip Away. What would I give for just a few moments? What would I give just to have you near? Tell me you will try to slip away somehow. Man, that guy's got a great voice. He's still around. His other big hit was Patches. Remember the song Patches? I was born and raised down in Alabama. 
on a farm way back up in the woods. I was so ragged that folks used to call me Patches. Just the corniest song. Yeah. <laughs> but he can sell it because he's got a great yeah. voice. Emotion and Sean Penn's also in this. I don't know if Sean Penn was in this. That's right. You're right about that. And forgive uh, But anyway, so this is nominated for Best Picture. I think so. It's not going to okay. win. Uh, but okay. one of the things is that this young man, the central character, uh, he's a, he's a wheeler dealer. He's trying to get into businesses. Uh, even at his young age, he's an entrepreneur. And he starts up a waterbed company. Oh, my God. That's Remember where, waterbeds? That's, that's what I wanted God. to bring up. Did you ever own one? Yes, I did. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me about None waterbeds. None of your business. Because I had I, two waterbeds. I got online after the movie, and I said, Does anybody still selling waterbeds out there? Yeah, you Are can they? get them. They, yeah, they, you can get them. They're hard to find. You can certainly find them all over eBay and places like that, but... And, yeah. and I've never owned one, but I've slept on them before. And I, I don't just like didn't, them. I didn't take to it at all. I think, no. especially when you're young, you know, half the yeah. time you're falling into bed and you've been drinking and you got the whirlies <laughs> already. And then, and the then, whirlies. then, then you're suddenly in a, in a life raft in the middle of a choppy ocean. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I remember the waterbed I had, the heater would go out. And so it'd be free. You have to have a heater so that you're not freezing. And that was definitely a problem to have oh, to yeah. replace the heater. Well, there are very they're, cold bed. Patty uh, used to manage an apartment building when she lived in San Diego. And they would forbid people from having yeah. waterbeds. Because, yeah. I mean, a, a king size waterbed weighs just a little bit south of a ton. Like eighteen hundred, like a eighteen hundred. Yeah, it's huge. It's heavy. And if it pops a leak and you're on the upper floor, yes, yes, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. That's at not all. good. Plus, you don't want to be jumping on it with your golf shoes, or <laughs> and you don't cleat. want to. You don't want to have your pet porcupine. Um, yeah, you can't have a there. porcupine. No, no, you it just can't doesn't at work. all. No, no hedgehogs, please. Anyway, yeah. I just always I, it made me wonder. I wonder if Lisa's ever owned a waterbed. I, you know what? Here's, I don't know that I owned it. I might have used it. That's about, I'm good. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, of course, that, <laughs> I guess the attraction is that it's supposed to be great for lovemaking. Apparently. Yeah. But I wouldn't know. I mean, because <laughs> I was in yeah. it by myself. But uh, you don't have to do much. Let me just say that. Because once you get, like you said, once you get the wave going, you really don't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I thought I might go down that road a little ways with you, but it sounds like sorry? we just Aren't hit a sorry? brick wall. Yes. I, I And I guess we better uh, bring this enormous. Really? Already? I feel like I've only talked to you for five minutes. Is it joke time already? It is joke time. Wow. Yeah. Are you you up for that? 
I am. Do you have and, one? And I'm prepared actually or prepared you... today. Yes. <gasps> okay. Well, uh, I have to tell you, last week's was pretty funny. I still, I still remember la- the last episode. Um, so for anybody who's tuning into this episode for the, for, cause you can listen to our episodes out of order if you like, but I highly recommend, recommend you go back. If you can listen to, to them backwards, even better. You can listen to them backwards, but ho- I highly recommend you go back to episode 270. You don't even have to listen to the whole episode that there's nothing even in the whole episode that's even worth. It's just the pat your joke at the end is that's worth it way to way to sell it and by the way thank you for the ongoing continuing contributions um geez i i don't know what to say yeah we'll have uh the we'll we'll have our whole complete list of our uh peck pod contributors uh on our next episode but yeah it's it's really helped um helped with uh all the expenses we have that are tied to this. I mean, yes. it's, I don't think people realize the it's, thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah, dollars we have, we have to throw at this thing. Do, do I feel, do I feel a bit of guilt now with a brand new Tesla sitting in my driveway? Yes, do of course have? I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 But thank you everybody for that, making that possible. Yeah. It's been a dream yeah. of mine. Uh, I will drive responsibly uh, for the most part. Okay. You for ready? Yeah. Here we go. A rather scruffy-looking man came into a bank, and I thought of you, Lisa, since you, you're earlier in your career, you worked in a bank. I thought you could relate to this. So this scruffy-looking guy comes into the bank, and he finally gets to the head of the line, and he said to the teller, "I want to open a fucking checking account." Wow. Teller said, "I didn't know you were working blue this week. You gotta warn me." Well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna. As people just heard, I, I did a little uh, censorship yeah, on I, that. But you okay, know what word he fine. said. I know exactly what he said. The teller responded by saying, Well, certainly, sir, but there's no need to use that kind of language. Could you move it along, lady? I just want to open a f- checking account. Listen, sir, as I said a moment ago, I'd be glad to be of service, but I would appreciate not being spoken to in that way. You're going to let me open a f- and check an account or not. Okay, I'm. that's it. I'm going to talk to the branch manager. The teller slips off her stool, returns shortly with this dapper middle-aged man who said, uh, how, how can I be of service here? Well, I was just talking to your teller here about opening a f***ing checking account because I just won the $10 million lottery. And the manager says, Oh, I see. And this f- teller is giving you trouble? <laughs> tell me why, tell me why. Mm, why can't we live together? Everybody wants to live together. Why can't we live together?
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 